RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. We've just had a general election and now we're getting ready for a by-election in Port Waikato. Nine candidates are standing and uh, one of them, and that is Casey Costello of New Zealand First, joins us here at Reality Check Radio to talk about that and what's happened in the last few weeks. And of course, there's the whole run-up to that as well. Casey, thanks for coming on. Thanks very much for having me, Paul. Okay, so <clears throat> by-election, yeah, right after a was, general election. Yeah, it's a bit exhausting. It's um, <laughs> You sort of had a finish line and then it's like doing a marathon and then they say, oh, no, we've added another 10K onto the race. So Yeah, yeah. yeah but hopefully you're fit enough and trained up enough to, to handle that. Yep, yeah, rolling with it. And this has come from the sudden death of the ACT Party candidate, Neil Christensen. Yeah. Uh, which was... Um, rather sad. Our thoughts go out to his family. So give us the dates of this first off. Uh, yeah, so the the election date official is the uh, 15th of November election. Uh, voting starts on the, early voting starts on the 14th of November. So yeah, a couple of weeks, really. Okay, so what are your chances, do you think? Um, it's interesting because um, ACT, Labour and the Greens aren't standing um, so it it comes down to we've got the incumbent Andrew Bailey who's the sitting MP and myself and because we're both sitting MPs I think it changes changes the race to what it's usually been um, because right. we are both we're both you know currently list MPs in Parliament so and I think because Port Waikato is original because it's it's unusual because it was 2020 was the first. Um, time the electorate existed because of the boundary adjustments in right. Auckland. So there, there isn't a kind of long-standing um, demographic yeah. sort of existing for the area. So it's it's a it's yeah it's it's going to be an unusual race, I think. Do you sense an uptick in interest in New Zealand First? Okay, since the election. Yes, definitely. And I, th I think it's because you're dealing with that general environment of wanting change, um, recognising that there was a real um, desire to look at um, making sure Labour got out. But now that Labour is out, I think there's a real opportunity to look at who's going to be the best representative as a person for the district. And, and I, I think that's what I'm saying is... Um, a real connection to, because yeah, you know, this is this is where I live. This is where I've I've um, worked most of my life. So, yeah, it's 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 and and I think that that concept of you know this could be a wasted vote argument is gone. Like it's yeah. it's now New Zealand First is there, and standing on merit says that there's been a real sense of respect for achieving what we achieved to to get over the line um, when when there was so much pushback saying that we wouldn't make it. Yeah, it's interesting how that turned out. I think most people thought that that NZ First would bust through that five percent. It was just a question of 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 how much, and it's never over until it's over. Mm. Um, and, and people did want change, but a lot of people are saying that, that the change we're getting is only a degree or two away from what we had already. Yeah, that that is the strong position, I suppose, is that there's that real sense that. Um, Labour and National are two wings of the same bird. You know, it's it's um, it's it's how they how we're going to change direction is really going to come from the 
the the strength and resolve of the the minor parties around them. Okay, then. So you're you're in regardless. So what happens if you win this by election? How do the chips fall after that for New Zealand First? The the chips will really only change through the specials. So the percentage vote still is is the key issue. Percentage party vote. Um, so having the electorate seat. So we're we're definitely in a holding pattern for the um, the specials to be counted, um, and whether we get um, any more will really be around that. Um, the winning Port Waikato for me is really about being able to really do something, and 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 for for my community, it's it's not so much um, going to change the percentages for the party. Do you think it would be it feel more authentic as a as an electorate MP rather than a list MP, uh, I mean, it is kind of a, you know, there's there's ground to represent, physical ground there, isn't there? Exactly. Yeah, that, that's what I think is that, um, and because I've I, I've seen what's been impacted, you know, we're we're the region that kind of where the the bottom end of the Auckland super city, and we still never got a, a fair hearing over that. We lost our identity, um, you know, that that the Franklin community kind of got pulled apart through the super city um, so we're the kind of the, the top end of the Waikato regional and we're bottom end of Auckland city and we kind of sit in the middle there with nobody really representing us so I think that's what I really want to do is is, is make sure there's a strong voice for here What sort of campaigning do you have to do? Like you mentioned just before, big effort already you've got to yep, know, tank it's... up and do do some more <laughs> yeah, it's it's swinging the sledgehammer again and getting the hoardings back up and um yeah the the whole thing starts again it was it was almost sort of heartbreaking as we were pulling down all the signs on the Friday before election day knowing that I've got to be back out there throwing all the pegs in the ground again and yeah um yeah and I I kind of yeah I was definitely the the sharp end I was um out there um carrying hoardings around and driving in pegs and pulling pegs out. <laughs> so, yeah, and then it's it's a tight time frame as well. So it's it's getting as much as we can getting in front of the public and, and representing, um, you know, what, what options are available and letting people know um, that there is, an, there is an option, there is a, there is a different um, voice that you can get, um, that you don't have to stick with the status quo, and that's yeah. what I'm really trying to push for. So, yeah, it's the same thing, though. It's, it's the knocking on doors and, you know, um, delivering flyers, and hopefully the weather will be better this time because it was pretty <laughs> dismal last time. <laughs> yeah, okay. Do you need help in the field, Casey? Oh, I'd love help in the field. It's been great to get um, the message out as broadly as I can. So any volunteers to help um, deliver flyers and do door knocking with me and wave signs would be greatly appreciated. How do they get in touch? Um, Casey.Costello at nzfirst.nz. Okay. There's a bit of work to do, but if you have to, you'll work them hard, right? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll put on the afternoon tea, though. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, sausage rolls? No. <laughs> Someone else might try and uh, mow those down. Okay, well, that's uh, good to know. Let's see uh, who gets in touch. Just give us the contact one more time. Casey.Costello at nzfirst.nz. Um, what are your, I guess, your personal, there, there are the party policies, I think we're aware of some of them, but what are your your priorities personally for what you want to do in, in, in this role? 
in in this role for this area, the big issue is going to be around um, the. I mean, the big one here is is crime, law and order. Um, I come from a police background, so that's a really strong issue. And you know, we're we're an area that's uh, you you've got the main centre of Pukekohe, but we've got small provincial towns. Um, it's uh, Port Waikato is kind of like a microcosm of New Zealand. You know, we've got the big industry, we've got farming, horticulture, dairy, beef. Um, you know, a, a business community, thriving small industries. We've got kind of everything in a very small area. Right. Um, but the, the the where I see is that there's got to be um, a sense of feeling safe in your communities, and and that's what what I really want to look at is not just about increasing police resourcing, which is what you know what what New Zealand First has campaigned on, but actually. Um, ensuring that the resources are being delivered where they need to be, that, you know, we've we've lost 24-7 police stations. We've, you know, we've lost um, that that sense that you pick up the phone and someone's going to show up and attend the crime. You know, people are getting robbed in their stores and being told the police can't attend. That sort of stuff, I think we need to get back to that sense. Um, um, when you say that, can't attend, can't they attend or is it the way that system is organised that prevents people attending? Because I remember, here we go, when I was young, you know, um, and a young guy in Wellington, you walk through the streets and there'd be three or four or five pairs of cops walking the beat, you know. Yeah. They were, yeah. you couldn't go for very long without seeing um, yeah. a couple of policemen walking. And, okay, they might not have been that busy, but, but boy, that um, that said something and that, that, that yeah. um, you know, people understood what that, was I mean? How hard is that to do? Yeah, no, I, I think that's a really strong argument, and and you know, I, I, you know, I have greatest admiration for police. It's it's a lot more violent. It's a lot harder than when I was in the job. Um, but there is a sense of you know you've got to prioritise what's important to the community, and and that there is. There is enough numbers, but we've got so fractioned in terms of, you know, we're going to put resources to this initiative and this initiative and this initiative. So we end up with more people sitting around a table and during the day in a police station discussing the problems. And we've got people out in the iCars at night attending the problems, you know, and I think that's where we've got to shift. Um, we've got, we need less people with clipboards and more people with um, yeah. police cars, you know. With tasers. <laughs> <laughs> I never had one of those. <laughs> no, well, before your time, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I got pepper spray before I left and, um, okay. yeah, I wasn't too successful with that one, so, yeah. Okay. It's, what about race? Is that an issue for this electorate? It's an issue for the country and it's certainly an issue that New Zealand First has talked about. Well, yeah, I, I mean, my my background is I, I've spent the last seven years as spokesperson for Hobson's Pledge, um, advocating for equality before the law. Um, it's a massive issue, and it's an issue because of the the driver for race based representation isn't delivering better outcomes. That there's not better solutions being delivered. We're we're so focused on how we're going to divvy up representation. We've lost the lost sight of what's the best outcomes. And the the RMA um, reform that was implemented, the Three Waters reforms that were implemented, they were based around a foundation of how we're going to structure governance and not about how we're going to deliver better outcomes. And that's where I want to go back to is that, that we've got to drive an accountability. We've got to have a merit-based representation that's got to be the best people, um, regardless of who you are. 
I don't have the authority to speak for all Māori. That's not, you know, and, and the only way to ensure that your representative is if you're democratically elected and co-governance is about undemocratic elections, like appointments. It's not, nobody has the vote, the ability to vote these people out and those governance structures don't work. Um, and that's that's what I want to push back against is to ensure, you know, we have a lot of small iwis in Port Waikato that, that kind of get drowned out by the bigger Tainui representation, like they they don't, you know, whether it's Auckland's Ngāti Patua or it's it's Tainui, that the smaller iwi who who are you know have got great initiatives, great leaders, great people, they get drowned out by a system that's about you know iwi appointments as opposed to you know democratic representation. So yeah, we we need to do better, and um, and we're we're that that's one of the big drivers I have for making sure there's better accountability and democracy. In the time, um, what it's been two weeks now, just just on, hasn't it? Maybe even coming up to three since um, the election. Um, how's the feeling in your caucus? And I'm sure you probably can't give us the you know the inside baseball or whatever they call it on on how things are, are going in terms of of negotiation, etc. But what's the feeling like? It's I th- I think there's a there's a real sense of um, energy amongst our team. Like, you know, we're there, we can, we're back, we can, we can do what New Zealand First does. And that's the, you know, the handbrake on the bad ideas and the acceleration on the good ideas. And that's, that's really what we're looking at is, is how, how, how can we make sure that, that we make the most of this opportunity? We had a great team, like, you know, just really a real good mix of new experience and, you know, um, skill as well as the, the energy and the new people that have come on board with with a whole range of skills, and I think that was what was evident in our list is that you know, we, we've got a real mix there. Um, and until the specials are counted, we're, we're kind of a little bit up in the air because it you know there, there's there, a lot could change over the next um, yeah. week or so. Are they respecting you? Because I know um, David Seymour's been disparaging about Winston before. Maybe he wants to wind that or walk that back now, probably. But do you feel? And maybe there's not enough to to tell, but that what's happened so far, you're being shown some kind of yeah, it's, and credibility. It, I mean, I think what you see on the outside, but that we're we're all people. Like we've all got the same intentions. We've gone there because we we believe in our country and we want to serve and we want to do something right. And and those people at that level, that you know, when you're all sitting around the grand hall, you know, sort of meeting and shaking hands and having cups of tea together. It's it's um it's it's good because we we you know there's a lot more common ground than there is different ground and I I I get the sense that there's there's um a real sense of um you know we've got to work together wherever whichever side of the table you're on and I, I think what you see in the chamber versus what you see when we're actually sort of walking around and chatting to each other is very different. Um, and I, I got the advantage because I, I worked um, a few years back now, but I, I worked down there, ran security down at Parliament um, in the early 2000s. So at least I know my way around the building. So. Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> so I haven't got lost yet. So that's the big advantage. I think that's the, um, you can tell the new MPs because they're always looking sort of spinning in circles, trying to find their way out of the beehive. So at least I've got that down pat. So Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. You ran security at Parliament. Yeah, so um, to, to 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 my um, shame or credit, one of the two, I, I was responsible for putting in the X-ray screening. That was the project that I was responsible for, oh, okay. and restructuring the security team and kind of changing the way security was um, 
structured and stuff. So it was it was really cool when I got down there and um, you know, the first face I saw was one of the guards that used to work for me. And so yeah, got a big hug and it was yeah, that was really cool. So um I, I like that. It was it was um it was sort of like coming home, but it's yeah. very different when you're sitting on the other side of the table and um you're an MP versus a staffer. You're coming in to well, I think Winston said it here, he thought it was I'm pretty sure he said to us here that it was the most important election in the history of the country by his reckoning, and he's seen mm. a few off. So you're coming into a parliamentary term that could be the most decisive in terms of the direction a country, the success or failure, actually, of a country could be determined in the next three years. It's quite a yeah. weight. It's quite a weight. And and I, I think it's it's... I kind of feel like it's it, it, it's the fact that you you're going to be tested right from day one. There's going to be no sitting on your laurels. It's it's quite um, energizing, really. You know, I I thought that you know after all the the long hours in the last few weeks, I thought it'd be absolutely shattered. But once you get down there and it's real, it's I mean, it's honestly, it's such a privilege. Like I just feel so honoured to be able to be. There, you know, I, I even when I worked at Parliament, I thought it was um, incredible privilege to be able to work there. But to to be there as an elected representative, and so knowing that it's so crucial, knowing that it's so important, and there's so much to be done, I feel really energised. I just, I just, yeah, can't wait to. And I think because I've spent so long lobbying and and you know petitioning for people to wake up and be aware and and to stand up and be counted. To be down there now and um, actually be part of being able to make a change is, yeah, it's it's invigorating. I think. Well, good luck on the by-election in Port Waikato and for the work ahead. Um, uh, I, I got a gut feeling you'll be you'll be in there um, that those special votes will shake out in in possibly the the way they do historically, which I think yeah making that point that you know yeah and that gives us a kind of a direction to to what might happen. But it's going to be fascinating to, you know, to experience the next three years yeah. and beyond. But it will well, be. yeah, and at, at the moment, I've just got to kind of get through this next month and yeah, yeah, yeah. rally the troops and get as much people on board as I can to, because um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd really, I'd, I'd love to be able to stand up and say I, I represent Port Waikato um, and and fight for the locals. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. There'll be a nice way to round off. You know, this year, I would imagine. Yeah. 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 Okay. Casey Costello, thank you for coming on um, RCR. And we look forward to um, following the progress of that and obviously understanding how this whole thing comes together. Uh, what, in the next two or three weeks it'll be, won't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's um, specials are counted next Friday. So, yeah. Yeah. Then we'll know from there. Okay. Ooh. All right. Yeah. Thanks for coming on RCR. We'll talk again, I'm sure. Thank you. Thanks very much, Paul. RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio.